All right, welcome back to another episode of the Beyond Movement discussion. Today we are talking about breathing. And it's just going to be a normal 10 to 12 minute monologue, uh, but there is so much more we can talk about. So really, all this is is a little bit of an introduction into some of the ways that I use breathing for my own work and also for my clients. So it's an odd one, right? Because breathing is something that you've done for your whole life. For, you know, if you're listening to this, probably between 30 and 50 years. And so as a result, you would think that we don't really need any help with our breathing. Uh, and yet it's become a bit more of a buzzword and people know that oh yeah no I'm terrible with my breathing and not really sure how not really sure how to change it so as always the goal here is to simplify a few things and just get you to practice one or two things that may help when it comes to breathing and potentially mobility injury rehab etc etc so I want you to think of two scenarios Scenario number one is essentially you're being chased by the bear. Now, hopefully that's not literal, but I suppose potentially it could be if you're in Canada or somewhere. But you're being chased by the bear. So, i.e. something uh, really, really stressful is happening. So, you know, potentially for some of us that can be you're about to start a really challenging workout that you know you're going to have a struggle with um, that's going to require a lot of intensity could be before a big sports event Um, it could be before watching a big sports event you know a lot of that uh, causes uh, stresses Uh, it could be the start of a big meeting it could be um, something going on with kids not sleeping it could be coming up to night time and you know that it's always going to be challenging to put the kid down to bed whatever it is whatever you're being chased by the bear is and I want you to imagine you're breathing and if you're anything like me when I know I've got a stressful thing coming up my breathing moves to my chest and it becomes shallow and it becomes fast so there's number one and I want you to park it and I want you to unstick the tongue from the roof of your mouth and just let your shoulders come down and relax and just listen to the next part and now I want you to think about number two and you are relaxed potentially you have got an evening to yourself for the first time sitting on the couch watching your favorite telly uh, reading your favorite book Uh, the fires on if you're in a cold place air conditioning if you're in a warm place blah 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 whatever your happy place is and just have a think about that and notice what your breathing is doing it's slowing down and you're probably breathing a bit deeper your eyes are probably closing and you're starting to feel more relaxed so we've got two different scenarios chased by the bear and being as relaxed as you possibly can And it's very rare that we really hit those two, actually no, it's rare that we hit that full relaxation mode. Even when I'm asking you to think about it, you're not really, it's just, you're like, yeah, yeah, I get what you're talking about, Fred, you're not. But you're not, I don't think we ever can because life. 
So those are your two scenarios. And what I'm wanting to highlight with those two scenarios are the different types of breathing that they incur because those breathings are also attributed to the different aspects of the nervous system which at that point are upregulated. So we have two aspects of our nervous system. There's what we call the sympathetic aspect and that is what we know as our fight or flight aspect of the nervous system and that's the part of the nervous system that gives, you know, you've seen this, uh, you know, mothers having the strength to lift off a car, lift a car off their kid, or you know, gives you sometimes in this real serious situation, superhuman strength or superhuman ability um, for whatever you need to do, and it causes a lot of short, sharp breathing. Um, and essentially, what you're doing here is you are taking from your bank account because that short sharp breathing blows off our carbon dioxide um, and it can actually be relatively uh, damaging but what it also does is short sharp breathing really uh, causes a lot of work to be done in the muscles high up in our chest using our pec muscles our scalenes our muscles up around our neck uh, some of our intercostal muscles get used and causes a lot of tightness through our upper body. And this becomes a problem, certainly for movement and mobility and injury rehab, because unfortunately that sympathetic nervous system that we talk about that is upregulated during times of intense stress is also massively upregulated in times of medium stress. For example, your everyday at work, when you've got a deadline, when the kid won't go to sleep, when you can't get your regular workout in, when you wake up and you're a little bit late, when the bus doesn't arrive on time. All of that feeds into that sympathetic nervous system and causes that upregulation. And what that causes or what feeds into that are those shorter, faster breaths, which use a lot of muscles, a lot of skeletal muscles that aren't designed to be used for that. And that then causes overwork and it causes tension. And unfortunately, it's not as simple when that sympathetic nervous system is upregulated, which in this day and age, generally, unless we actively do something about it, it, it is upregulated all the time because life and stress Unfortunately, you can't just say to yourself, ah, oh, I need to downregulate my sympathetic nervous system, and it just happens. Or you can't just say, ah, oh, I just need to relax. You just, you just can't, right? What actually needs to happen is that instead of trying to downregulate the sympathetic, we need to upregulate its opposing part of the nervous system. And that is your parasympathetic aspect of the nervous system. And that's known as your rest and digest aspect and you know that one because that's the one that allows those nice deep breaths generally nasal breaths in through the nose out through the mouth um, belly breaths like you're filling your belly like a balloon with air okay and then just gently letting that air expire from your lungs and then breathing in again and that takes effort 
but we know, what we know is that we can <clears throat> upregulate the parasympathetic nervous system and therefore have an, uh, an opposing effect on the sympathetic. If we upregulate the parasympathetic, that sympathetic becomes more downregulated as a consequence. And we know if we take those breaths, those deep belly breaths, it downregulates our sympathetic purely through that upregulation of the parasympathetic. All right? And that is why when you're a kid and you're mad, your parents tell you to count to 10 or to take five deep breaths before you respond. Because it's that, really what it is, is trying to upregulate that parasympathetic, that rest and digest, that calming influence on our entire nervous system, and therefore our entire musculature, our entire hormonal system. So, that's the basics of it. All right? Sympathetic, parasympathetic, sympathetic, short, sharp breaths, parasympathetic, long, deep, meaningful breaths and so how does that fit into rehab because surely that's a whole topic in itself and I'm really really oversimplified it I don't want you to think that that's the be all and end all there's a lot of depth and science that you can go into should you want to and be interested and if you are please um, come into my dms and I can point you in the right direction of some great accounts or some great papers that you can read about it how does that impact rehab? Well, when we're tight and we're sore, that's another stressor. So we have an upregulation of the sympathetic nervous system. So something that I work on with a lot of my clientele before we do anything else is breathing. And I try and fit some good deep nasal breathing practices into all of our rehab. And so what happens for me now, the most obvious thing is when I give someone an exercise that requires a timing, for example, a stretch or a bit of a banded distraction overhead. If you've seen my um, Instagram recently, I've done some reels on some overhead banded work. We'll time it in breaths. And that does two things. Firstly, when you do some sort of stretching, quite often it's a little bit sore, and so it can be fairly stressful, and so you're looking at the clock a lot. And so if you time it in, instead of two minutes, we look at 12 breaths stops you looking at the clock allows you to concentrate on something else that's nothing new we do that in, you know yoga a lot of people they talk about uh, a lot of yoga teachers they talk about uh, allowing yourself to surrender to the breath and concentrate on the breathing not the pose etc etc and we uh, and that's what something that I've taken into my practice with regards to rehab so when you're doing a rehab exercise that involves a stretch or a hold or something that's fairly challenging what we're doing is we're talking about making sure that you are doing your deep breathing in that situation, breathing into your belly and then breathing out again. And what that does is it helps to maintain some upregulation of the parasympathetic nervous system and trying to damp down that sympathetic uh, response that wants to happen when we put ourselves under stress, i.e. stretch or we do a strength test, etc., etc. So that's probably the most obvious. The second thing that I always ask people to do is to work on some breathing before they go to sleep or during their daily uh, mobility, whatever it is they do, rolling about on a lacrosse ball, foam roller, etc., etc. A couple of reasons. Firstly, we want to upregulate that parasympathetic rest or digest aspect of the nervous system before we go to bed um, so that we have the best chance of a decent sleep, all being well and uninterrupted. 
I say the best chance, I know that doesn't always happen and it's not just as simple as taking a few deep breaths. Uh, secondly, um, again, doing things like foam rolling and uh, working out on a lacrosse ball, etc, etc. That's all stuff to release tight muscles. The very fact that they're tight and you're rolling on them, that's going to be sore. You're going to try and want to be... Uh, your body is going to be fairly sympathetic towards that, okay? So it's going to try and upregulate that fight or flight because you're in pain. And it's trying to get you away from that painful stimulus. So again, you have to fight that with that deep breathing, etc. Right. So essentially, life these days, unless you're very lucky or you have your um, stress relief work uh, on fleek, life is going to cause you stress and so you're always going to have that upregulation of that sympathetic nervous system and so anything that you can do to try and upregulate its opposing aspect i.e. the parasympathetic through your deep breathing protocols is going to be helpful so whether or not you're rehabbing an injury here's something that I want to challenge you to do I want you to take maybe uh, three five minute blocks through your day and I want you to practice something that we call box breathing and it's a simple drill a lot of you will have heard of it and I want you to start with a four second inhale a four second hold a four second exhale and a four second hold and I want you to do that ten times so ten reps of four seconds four seconds four seconds four seconds three times a day now there's a couple of things there on the hold Sometimes that might feel quite claustrophobic when you first start, so reduce the time on that. If you're feeling claustrophobic and it's being stressful, that is not the point. I don't want you to fight through stress. So some, for some people to begin with, it might be four seconds, two seconds, four seconds, two seconds. Absolutely fine, you have at it. Once you can do four, 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 I want you to increase your numbers. Ideally go five, 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 five. But again, if increasing that hold becomes claustrophobic, do five four five four and the goal is really to be getting up around the eights nines and ten seconds for each one so you imagine that a ten second inhale ten second hold ten second exhale ten second hold right. and that's really going to help you upregulate that parasympathetic nervous system on a regular basis and help deal with the stresses of the day if you can't do it three times a day prioritize it at bedtime guarantee as you get good at it you won't be able to go the full 10 breaths because you'll have fallen asleep all right so those are my two things your box breathing and when you're doing your mobility or your foam rolling etc time it in about 12 breaths rather than looking at two minutes so you're focusing more on that breath control all right um, that's all I've got for you guys as I say it's a fairly complex and deep sub subject I've not done it justice I've just talked about a couple of little bits and pieces and some very basics there's a lot more out there, so if you have any interest, please, please get in touch with me. I can point you in the di right direction or talk a little bit more deeply over a session, all right? Um, as always, been a pleasure talking and look forward to speaking to you on the next podcast. See you later.